0: Proverbs 18.24 says a man of many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Do you have a good friend in your life? Do you know how to tell the difference between a good friend and even a traitor? Well, we'll learn more about that today on Walk in Truth. Welcome to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance. Walk in Truth is a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. I don't understand all the angles of every trial that we go through. And sometimes we may think that we're in a trial because God's disciplining us. And not every trial is God's discipline. Some trials just happen and God still exploits them for his good purposes. But David knew that this trial was from the hand of God and he still ran to God in the trial to be his best friend. You see, when we are in a trial, we can run to God or run from God. It's hard to run into the arms of the one who's given you a spanking. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How many of you have read parenting books over the years and uh, you know you you have to hold that firm line of discipline and you have to follow through. If you say you're going to discipline your child, you have to follow through. But then after you discipline them, you're supposed to hug them and explain to them why. It can be a very tender thing. One of my children, who will go unnamed for political purposes, (laughs) was a bit of a rebel. Strong-willed. How many of you have some... Strong-willed children. He was, you opened the book, and there was his picture. Bling! Strong-willed. So I had read a book on, we're having issues with bedtime. So I thought we had an understanding. And I was trying to apply some of these principles, and I said to this young man, now, you need to stay in your bed. If you get out of your bed, Daddy's gonna spank you. And I showed him. Okay. Big eyes. Thought we had an understanding. So I turned the lights off, we prayed. I began to walk down the hallway, and to my surprise, (laughs) there he was. Now, this is critical time because you just said if you get out of that bed, daddy's gonna spank you. If you don't spank, guess what? He's not gonna believe you anymore. So, a couple of smacks. On the backside, yes, it's true. It it does work. It's biblical. You just have to do it the right way. (laughs) The board of correction to the seat of understanding, as you've heard, right? So did that. (laughs) Tears, right? Held them. Okay, now I told you, right? (laughs) I told you. Okay. I love you. All right, now stay in this bed because if you get out of this bed <laughs> light goes off close the door walking down the hallway and i heard a strange noise behind me <laughs> no it's not you again well we went through the process about 3 times <laughs> and then pray tell Miracle of miracles, he stayed in his bed. See, he began to get the notion that daddy wasn't playing, and he stayed. And yet, in the discipline, I was also giving him comfort. Do you know that there's comfort in the reality that someone loves you enough to tell you the truth? To hold you accountable. Do you surround yourself with people who tell you what you want to hear or what you need to hear? Now, I look out at a bunch of faces who attend Living Truth Christian Fellowship and I think you're the kind of people who appreciate what you need to hear because you wouldn't be coming here if you only came here for what you want to hear because I never tell you what you want to hear, do I? In fact, I've heard some talk around the church that you'd like me to speed up the conclusion of 2 Samuel. How many of you have? There's an honest man. How long are we gonna be in this book? It's a bummer. Is David ever gonna get a break? Can't we go to Ephesians and talk about grace? No. (laughs) This is where we are. This is where we will stay. Anyway. In verse 15. Then Absalom and all the people. Sometimes when we're going through a trial, it seems like the world is against us. Now, not all the people were with Absalom, but he had a big group. He had won the hearts of the people of Israel. And sometimes when we're going through a trial, it feels like we, ha- we have no friends. Behold, Behold, An hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, Jesus says. John 16, 32 and 33. Each to his own home to leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Do you know that Jesus said that famous verse, John 16, 33, Uh, in the world you'll have trouble, be of good courage, I've overcome the world. Right after he said, you're all going to be scattered and leave me alone. Yet I am not alone. You know, Jesus was 100% human. So he did feel the betrayal. He did feel what Judas did to him, humanly speaking. It hurt He did feel what Peter did to him by denying him three times. It hurt him, just like it hurts you. So when you go to your great high priest who's in heaven and you receive mercy and grace in time of need, know that he knows what it's like. He's experienced all of that. So he says, you're all gonna leave me tonight. Yet I'm not alone. My father is not going to leave me. So here's what happens. You have Ahithophel who's jump ship. Absalom entering to Jerusalem. Ahithophel was with him. But who was with David? Well, a lot of people were loyal to David, as we'll see a little bit more, but... One thing was true. God was with him. God promises to the Christian in Hebrews 13. This is verses four and five. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Even when God is disciplining you, he hasn't left you. Even when God is allowing something hard in your life, for whatever the reasons are, he has not abandoned you. He's the best friend you will ever have. So don't run from him in trial. Now it came about, verse 16, when Hushai the Archite, remember Hushai's name means quick. He, he kind of showed up when David was praying, as we saw last time. Hushai the Archite was called David's friend. David's friend. He came to Absalom Hushai said to Absalom, long live the king, long live the king. Now, if you go back to 1537, this is where the account reconnects. We have a little bit of information in 16, 1 through 14. Kind of some of this was happening simultaneously. But here's what it says in 1537. It says, so Hushai, David's friend, came into the city And Absalom came into Jerusalem. Then we get a little bit more about David. We reconnect with 1537 in 1615. And twice, Hushai is called David's friend. I I did a little homework on this and I was trying to find out if there's anybody else in the Bible that was called David's friend. And the only other thing I could find was something about Hiram, king of Tyre, that had always been a friend of David, but nobody else that I could find and I didn't do an exhaustive, exhaustive search, but this, this seems to be the case. Nobody else I could find is called David's friend. You know, sometimes when someone's in a position of power and authority, we think they have everything that they need. But you know that some people at the top are the loneliest people in all the world? They don't have a lot of friends. Sometimes because they have few peers, They have few friends. So you may have a boss, and you may think, I could never share anything important with my boss, or I could never tell this person anything important. No, everybody needs a friend. David needed a friend at this moment of his life more than perhaps anything other than God's presence. And he he found a friend in Hushai. And Hushai. Wanted to go with David. But David said, no, I've got another plan for you. I want you to go back to Jerusalem because I need a network of people who can tell me what's going on. And so David's friend was Hushai. James 2, 23 and 24 says, the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he, Abraham, was called the friend of God. I think he's calling right now. (laughs) You see that a man is justified by works, at least to human beings, and not by faith alone. Abraham was called the friend of God. Do you know why? Because he trusted God, number one, and because he was willing to put action to that trust. He trusted God, Friendship is built on trust. If you have a good friend, and by the way, you don't have to have 10 best friends. If you have a small circle of good friends, count yourself blessed. Friendship is built on trust. And it goes two ways. And when Hushai in verse 16 says, long live the king, He's there before Absalom. He came to Absalom. Absalom had come into the city. David had departed from the city. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm the Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. Hey, I want to tell you something that's exciting happening here at the church. We have a college that we've started. We offer a two-year diploma in Christian apologetics and theology. We have two exciting classes coming up with great instructors, its hidden riches of church history from the resurrection to the reformation, and we have a class on Christian philosophy. How do we know what truth is? We're going to look at epistemology and some other subjects like that. Are you a working adult? Have you just graduated from high school and looking to go deeper in your faith? The tuition is very low and the instruction is excellent and the classes start in July. Are you interested? Do you want to go deeper in your faith? Do you want to be more equipped to give answers for the hope that you have in the public square? Well, check it out today. It's thetruthacademy.com, thetruthacademy.com. Sign up today, find out all the information, and get equipped. God bless you. Action to that trust. Trusted God, friendship is built on trust. If you have a good friend, and by the way, you don't have to have 10 best friends. If you have a small circle of good friends, count yourself blessed. Friendship is built on trust. And it goes two ways. And when Hushai in verse 16 says, long live the king, he's there before Absalom. He came to Absalom. Absalom had come into the city. David had departed from the city. There was heaviness. There was tears. And Hushai said to Absalom, long live the king. Long live the king. Did he say long live king Absalom? No. Nope. He just said long live the king. Which king do you think he was talking about? David. In fact, you're going to find out that Hushai the Archite is very good at what we might call doublespeak. He was saying things to Absalom that made Absalom believe that he was talking about him and the whole time he was talking about David. So Absalom is sitting there, you know, trying to usurp the throne of David and he thinks that Hushai's jumped ship as well, but Hushai hasn't. When he says, long live the king, he's actually saying, long live David. May God bless his life. He was David's friend. Friends are loyal. No matter what may be happening with power and position, friends are loyal. Abraham was called a friend of God. This is uh, talked about in Isaiah. So go over to Isaiah. You're gonna go to your right, pass up the Psalms and Proverbs, Isaiah 41. I wanna show you where this comes from. The book of James picks this up in James 2, but it actually comes from Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41, and here's what it says. You might be wondering about this idea, a friend of God. Check it out. This is Isaiah 41, verse 8. Isaiah 41, 8. But you, Israel, my servant, 41, 8, Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, the nation of Israel came from Abram or Abraham, Descendant of Abraham, what's God call him? My friend. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts, said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You descend from Abraham. He was my friend. And you are the ones that I've chosen as my friends as well. See the word friend there? In many other places, it's re. 'eh. It's a word that can mean companion or friend like we would define it. But here, the word friend is actually the Hebrew word ahav. Let me spell spell it for you. It's A-H-A-V. Ahav. Ahav. The word... For friend here is the Hebrew word for love. So here's how you could render it. Descendant of Abraham, my love. Friendship is about love. In fact, if you go to a marriage counselor and you talk to a marriage counselor, they'll say to you, one of the most important things in your marriage is that your spouse is your friend. Because there's many other things in your life that can wane. But friendship can stay true no matter what the season might be. No matter what may be going on in life. The word for friend is ahav. Now listen to this. Jesenius tells us that this word means to desire or to breathe after. Jewish teaching says that the sound of the deer panting after the water and if King David, desiring God, is heard in the sound "ahav" or love, or the Hebrew word for love, try saying it as if you were panting, and you will see what they mean. Ahav. ahav, ahav. That's what it's about. It's about a friend, and when we are in a trial, we long <laughs> for a friend. Turn over to Psalm 41, just a little bit back. Psalm 41. I mentioned that David wrote a bunch of psalms during this time. Some of the psalms that he wrote may be credited to others. And I'll talk to you about that in a second. But the first one I want you to see is Psalm 41. This is a psalm of David. This is where he talks about Ahithophel's betrayal. Psalm 41, verse nine says, even... 41.9, 41.9, my close friend. The word friend there is the word shalom. Even my peace, <laughs> even my close friend, my shalom, someone I thought I was at peace with, if you will, in whom I trusted, who ate bread, my bread has what? lifted up his heel against me. If you haven't written this already, write John 13, 18, because Jesus quotes this about Judas a thousand years later. But thou, O Lord, even though my friend has done this, thou, O Lord, be gracious to me. Raise me up that I may repay them. By this, I know that thou art pleased with me because my enemy does not shout in triumph over me. And sadly, Ahithophel, his good friend, and even Absalom would become his enemy. As for me, thou does uphold me in my integrity. Thou does set me in thy presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Now, these psalms that follow one another, if you look at the next psalm, it says, for the choir director, a mascal of the sons of Korah. That's who kind of wrote the music, if you will. But, Who wrote these words? I started reading Psalm 42 and I was thinking, you know, this seems like it had to be written in the time of Absalom. And I was sitting in my office and thinking, could that be the case? And I started to look at some commentaries and the first commentary I went to was the pulpit commentary. And the pulpit commentary says this about Psalm 42. The composition though assigned by some to the commencement of the Babylonian captivity belongs more probably to the time of David and the words seen put by the author into the mouth of David himself. The psalm is chiefly an outpouring of sorrow and complaint, but is still instruction inasmuch as it teaches the lessons of, in the deepest gulf of sorrow. The soul may still turn to God. Now I want you to think about what that commentary just said, that it's probably written during the time of Absalom. Think about the word love. And here's what David says As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears, remember all the crying as they left Jerusalem, have been my food day and night. While they say to me, Think of Shammai and others, all day long, where is your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go along with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. Think about it. David had to leave the city of God. He sent the ark back and he didn't even know if he would be back again. I used to go in procession to the house of God. I used to be able to go to church all the time. There are some people that are shut-ins this morning. They can't physically get to church. There's things that we take for granted, week in and week out. We don't know if they're going to last. David says, I used to go in procession to the house of God with a voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. And then David said, why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. He's the best friend ever. Oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, I remember thee from the land of the Jordan. That's where they were headed. The peaks of Hermon from Mount Mitzar. Deep calls to deep at the sound of thy waterfalls. All thy breakers and thy waves have rolled over me. Lord, I know you're doing something disciplinary. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. His song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why has thou forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. I wonder when Jesus was in Gethsemane if some of these Psalms came to his heart. Psalms on during David's dark night. Vindicate me, Psalm 43, verse one. Seems like an extra stanza onto Psalm 42. Vindicate me, O God. Plead my case against an ungodly nation. Deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why hast thou rejected me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to thy holy hill and to thy dwelling places. In other words, I want to go back. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and upon the lyre I shall praise thee, O God, my God. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Who was David's best friend in his trial? God. He cried out to the Lord. And in fact, some of the most profound psalms that we can relate to the most were written during David's major trials. As much as the tears flowed down, the psalms flowed out of the pen. And some of your most profound times of spiritual growth and depth may be in times similar. As I said last week, hanging in there through trials, we don't look like trials, but trials are often what God uses to shape us the best. Oh, I wish it were different. I know. I'm with you. But this is what God does. Now, David did have another friend, go back to 2 Samuel, but he had lost him. He lost him. That friend was Jonathan. In fact, the Bible says that the soul of Jonathan and the soul of David were knit together in a bond of love. But on the night when Saul went to the medium and he was desperate to hear something, he had broken God's law. Because God stopped talking to him because of Saul's rebellion. The next day Saul would die and his sons with him. And sadly for David, he lost his good friend Jonathan. They had made a covenant of friendship. You could call it a royal friendship. Listen to these words. This is... In fact, it's so good. I just got to show it to you. It's First Samuel. <laughs> Go back, First Samuel. This is this is something I want you to see because I think this is the essence of it. First Samuel 18. Look at verse one. Just the book before. So this is when the covenant of friendship is being made. Now, First Samuel 18:1. It says, "Now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of the soul of Jonathan." First Samuel 18:1 was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved, same word, Ahav. He loved him. Jonathan loved David as what? As himself. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm the Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. Hey, I want to tell you something that's exciting happening here at the church. We have a college that we've started We offer a two-year diploma in Christian apologetics and theology. We have two exciting classes coming up with great instructors. It's Hidden Riches of Church History from the Resurrection to the Reformation. And we have a class on Christian philosophy. How do we know what truth is? We're going to look at epistemology and some other subjects like that. Are you a working adult? Have you just graduated from high school and looking to go deeper in your faith? The tuition is very low and the instruction is excellent. And the classes start in July. Are you interested? Do you want to go deeper in your faith? Do you want to be more equipped to give answers for the hope that you have in the public square? Well, check it out today. It's the thetruthacademy.com, thetruthacademy.com. Sign up today, find out all the information, and get equipped. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael would love to hear from you. You can write him when you visit walkintruth.com.